Hey, everybody. So today we have a brand new person willing to share their employment journey with us for National Disability Employment Awareness Month. And Candace reached out to us over Instagram. She's from California and has a really cool story to share. So hey, Candace, welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, it's so nice to meet you and all of the audience and the fans. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is really, really great. I love to hear different stories on different parts of the country. And I know you've been living, you're born and raised in California, right? Yeah, born and raised. One of the few that are born and raised in <laughs> California. Yeah, isn't that true? There's so many transplants out there, huh? I know, especially in L.A., yeah. It's definitely unique to find someone born and raised in the city. Wow. I can't believe you've been in LA your whole life. That's so cool. That's yeah. so cool. Wow. <laughs> so let's start out from the beginning. I know you have spinal muscular atrophy, right? Yes. So what exactly, can you explain to people listening how that disability affects your mobility? Yes. Um, so basically it weakens my extremities, which would be my arms and legs. Okay. Um, it causes nerve pain, not as much muscle pain, but mostly nerves. And I okay. use a power or electric wheelchair. I've been using one since I was about 11 or 12. Okay. Wow. Prior to that, I was able to walk. Um, and I kind of walked, um, I kind of, say it's almost like if you've seen a penguin how they kind of walk or kind yeah. of like that oh, and okay. um, I had my spinal fusion surgery and from there um just the recovery it just took so much time that um I ended up having to use a wheelchair and it's it's definitely impacted my life but I feel like it's made me a better person, made me a more creative, adaptable person. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I no longer desire to be different, you know, mm -hmm. transitioning and trying to figure out your way. I, 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 I like who I am and I like the life I live. That is amazing. I love to hear that. I know a lot of us who grew up with disabilities, we go through that struggle, you know, of, wanting to be like everybody else, right? I was injured at 14. So I know a little bit about that going back to school and not fitting in. So, but that's great. I know. Now let's start after high school. Did you have it already in your mind that this was like college and did you go, this is, I need to go to college right after high school. And what was your plans right after high school in terms of that kind of thing? Um. Yeah. So my parents were very, you know, high educate, higher education is the next step. So that was drilled into me. Um, and I was always good at school. So I knew I was going to go to college. Great. And um, I was actually getting recruited from colleges. Like when I was a sophomore, I was getting letters saying, hey, we really would like you to consider our school. But in high school, I was totally into like choir and singing. So I was focused on creative schools. Oh. And um, mm -hmm. I just knew that you know, as time progressed, I would need to do something a little bit more stable for myself. So um, mm -hmm. I ended up going to Santa Monica College, which is a local city college in mm -hmm. Los Angeles or Santa Monica. And um, I just knew at that point, that was when it clicked for me. Okay. That, oh, 
I'm an I'm actually an adult <laughs> out here living in this world and mm-hmm. I navigate it um in a wheelchair. And that was the first time I was like, okay, this is different. This is new. I've got to conquer this. Yeah. And so I went to school. I didn't have a PCA that went along with me. I carried my own books and nice. you know, went to the classes. And um, when I transferred to Cal State Northridge, mm-hmm. um, that's when I started interning. And that's oh. when things got interesting because that's when I started realizing, oh, my wheelchair is really playing a part in these interviews. Oh, why don't you talk a little about that? You were, let's, you, you were going to journalism, right, for your degree? Yes, journalism was my uh, major and psychology was my minor. Okay. And so you started doing interviews while you were still in college or right after you graduated? No. Yeah. For internships, I was right. Internships. Sorry. Yeah. Um, in college. Um, and I was going on interviews Yeah, and I just would hear some of the craziest comments like, Oh, I'm sure you would get coffee real fast. Um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, things like that. Or, I was automatically labeled as, oh, you probably can't stay late in work. So we'll just do this with the other team members. So I had to really prove myself. I had to be the first one in, the last one out. I couldn't really turn down assignments. I couldn't really make, you know, a lot of mistakes. I had to make sure I was up to par even more than my other interns that um, were with me. So um, that was my first real introduction to, I guess, like the workforce <laughs> and what that would look like for me. Um, where was your intern? Where, where, where did you intern, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, I interned so many places. I interned with um, um, BET, which, which is the Black Entertainment Television Network. And Ooh, yeah. I interviewed with Los Angeles Times. Um, I interviewed with a couple public relations um, companies. Um, I helped out with press junkets and movie premieres, red carpet. Wow. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I was was determined to not let my wheelchair or my disability impact the way that I joined the workforce. So what were the, so you basically succeeded, it sounded like you, <laughs> I mean, it's so you really had to hustle out and it from, like you said, show up early, be the last one to leave. What else kind of, what other things did you do to try to make a point to these people that you were interning with that this disability wasn't a problem? I mean, it's sad you had to do that. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I think the main thing I wanted to let them see was that I was unwavered. Okay. Anything you threw at me, I was going to be prepared. Um, Whenever there was a task that needed to be done, I was the first one to always say, okay, well, I can hop in and help or using my own resources. I just wanted them to see, yes, I'm in a wheelchair. It may be different from what you're used to, Mm -hmm. but my education, my skill set is going to outshine that. That's great. Out of all your interns where you did your internships at, who was the most, let's say, open-minded and cool about your disability? LA Times. LA Times. That's cool. Well, that's really good. And then after you graduated, did you get a job offer from them or where did you end up? 
No, after I graduated, there was this little thing called the recession. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so um, <laughs> I was unemployed. I was a fresh graduate in about a year and a half. Oh, shoot. Constantly <laughs> going back to people. Hey, I interned here. Is there any opportunity? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, we're cutting people, actually. So I'm like... Oh, so for a good year and a half, I was very much unemployed, living on wow. my own. So you yeah. had your, that was when you, you had your bachelor's, right? When you yeah. had your, yeah. And so, you know, what year was that? I forget when the recession was. I think it was around 2012, 2013. Yeah. Yep. It was not good back then. Wow. Yeah. So, so, okay. So what did you, where did you end up working? funny as it may be I had to get real with myself and get a job so um I said okay um and I applied happenstance to eHarmony okay. <laughs> yeah they hired me they were like yeah come on in and to this day cool <laughs> the best job I had it was in Santa Monica Really? Lunches. <laughs> I mean, it was just amazing. We had such a fun office. Games. It was amazing. So, um, it was. What, what, what was your title? What did you do for them with your degree? I did customer service. I was when you called in about your matches, you might have got me if it was around that time. Oh, that's so funny! Wow. Yeah. So, how long did you work there? Um, I think I did that for about a year and a half, and okay. I was at the turning point. I had to figure out what I was going to do with myself, and I applied to work as a intermediate clerk, which is like the entry level to LA County's government service. Okay, okay. And um, I I got an interview. Wow. And I, I didn't want to go. I was like determined. I don't want to work for the county. I don't want to work for the county. Why? What was against the county? What would you have? Um, I think it was just because I was so creative. Yeah. I wanted to do something and, and creativity. And the county was just very red yep. tape bureaucracy, mm -hmm. you know. And I was just like, no, I'm too passionate about other things to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then, you know, I had to pay rent. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I gotta get you <laughs> You can be you can be creative when you're not at work, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I applied, I got interviewed, and a funny story with the LA County, I will always remember this. They hired me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But about a year or two into the job, my then manager had called me into his office and we were discussing something, and before I left. He said, you know, I wasn't going to hire you. He's like, because you were in a wheelchair. And I didn't know how to handle that, didn't know what to do. I've wow. never had a um, staff that had a disability or, you know, something at least physically that they could see. Mm -hmm. And he said, but your tenacity and your persistence you know, with, because I was checking every week with him, did my background clear? Uh, when are we going to get started? He said, <laughs> that was the key that showed me that if you would follow up that much for yourself, I know you're going to come into the job and do it well. Aww. And mm -hmm. I felt like that was a great compliment, but the fact that he said he wasn't going to hire me. I don't like that part. I really don't like that. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, yeah, that's something that needs to be discussed. Yeah, dude, and that's illegal, by the way. You're mm -hmm. uh, you're you're telling me you would you weren't gonna hire me in the basis of my disability. Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 And it, it's something that people with disabilities go through every day. It might not be so verbalized, but yeah. everyone knows there's a sense of, oh, mm -hmm. I might not get that job. They don't like when I'm, you know. Yeah. Or you're you're afraid to reveal your disability many a times because a lot of times people do an interview just over the phone and they don't know. So um, so you went into the interview in your wheelchair, though, so they knew right away that your disability was there. Well, I'm glad that he made that like self checked himself and realized that was a silly thing to think about, you know, to assume about you. So you went in there and what was your job working for the county? Um, I was working in procurement, so um, I handled, I would say, between four to six county departments, and I would purchase whatever they needed to okay. their jobs, and whether that was, I handled animal care and control, so mm -hmm. I would have to buy the food for the horses and the animals, and procure medicine, so it was, it was okay. just procurement and um, making sure that they had what they need to provide services. Cool. So that was, would you, did, you, did you ever work from home for any of these jobs or were they all going to the office? No, everything was in the office. That's good though. Do you like going into the office and what kind of accommodations did they provide for you, if any? You know, I like going into the office. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. 20 something Candace loved it. Because funny something Candace had the energy. <laughs> yeah, the desire. Um and I was young and I didn't mind, you know, I didn't have a vehicle. I still to this day don't have a vehicle. Oh, I was yeah. on the bus and trains. That's so easy. No. It's not. And you know what you gotta do what you gotta do. Yep. yep. Now due to the pandemic, we've had to come back in and work remote. Um I love working from home. <laughs> yeah. I, I never want to go back to that. Yeah. Office. So um, that's kind of interesting. But, you know, of course, you have the, the video interactions with your your fellow co-workers. And sac I think that helps, don't you think? Yeah. Yes, definitely. As far as accommodations. Um, yeah. Every job I've been at, I didn't require that much accommodation. Okay. Um. If, if at the slightest, it might have been a keyboard um, tray or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I think the only time I really had to fight for an accommodation, I would say, was with my current job, working from home. Really? I, um, okay. Yeah. I um, This is the first time I had to really fight for it. I needed um, an electric standing desk. And... I contacted HR, let them know, provided justification, mm -hmm. and everything was pretty much under five hundred dollars. Okay. And they were basically basically saying, "Hey, we haven't done this. This is not our protocol. We do this for in office, not out of office." And I fought them tooth and nail back and forth, and they agreed um, finally and purchased me an electric standing um, desk, and so. That was the first time that I was worried, hesitant, and fearful of sending in a request because you never know what they're going to say. Right. And I can tell you, Tom, blue in the face, fight mm -hmm. for your rights, advocate for yourself. 
Yeah. But even myself, when I had to do this for my desk, it took me three and a half months to get up the courage to even send the request. Wow. Because I was just like, well, I'll just buy it myself. I don't want, I, they're not going to do it. It's too much. And my mother was the one that was like, send in the request. She's right. I'm glad you listened to your mom. Can I ask, if you can stand, do you use the desk to stand up or do you just need the adjustable part of it for your... I, yeah, I am unable to stand at this point. So okay. I need the adjustable part because my joystick ah, is really yeah. The desk. Well, that's a good little tip, by the way. You know, get yourself an electric adjustable top desk for your wheelchair joystick. That's cool. So, okay, you sent in the request, and what was their response to it? Um, at first, it they never said no, but they were very, oh, we don't do this. This isn't what we want to provide. We do this mm. if you come into the office, and my position is fully remote. So I said, you know. I'm no longer coming into the office, so that's not relevant. I need to make sure that I can do my job and perform it correctly and yep. proficiently mm -hmm. without being in pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so after back and forth, they finally agreed to do it. And now I'm in the process of having it sent out and set up. That's awesome. I think that story is really important, really relevant right now for so many people that are now finally able to stay at home full time. And you might run into these gray areas of like, well, you're at home. We don't need to do that for you. But yeah, they should still. So that's awesome. And I think working from home will allow specifically the disabled community that does want to work. It may allow them to work. A lot of individuals with disabilities yes. need PCAs and things, yep. and they weren't able to make that work with going right. into the office. Now someone can have a remote job. Their PCA is able to be there to help them with, you know, everyday tasks, and they're still able to make, you know, a living, make money. And I think it changes the game. For it's changing the game. It absolutely is. I actually think one of the best things about COVID was how it showed the world that you can work from home and disabled workers now are more employed at a higher rate than ever before, at least in the United States because of working at home. So I love it. I love that you're doing it. Now I wanted to talk about the fact that you're, you got a cool job. You're, aren't you working, helping out the homeless right now? Yes. My current position is a diversity, equity, and inclusion coordinator for the Los Angeles service, homeless service authority. Yeah. And, and you went and got your master's degree, right? Yes. In 2014, 14 uh, yeah. was actually at the county at that time. Um, I decided that a BA wasn't going to be enough to get where I wanted to go. So I did their accelerated master's program through Cal State Northridge. Okay. And, and was that, was that, an, was, did you go into the office or sorry, into the, the classes or did you do it all remotely? No, I, I was still commuting. I would have um, I would get off at 4 p.m. My office was in Koreatown, K-Town. Oh, cool, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I would have an hour to get from Los Angeles to Inglewood to where <sighs> the class met. And then mm -hmm. I wouldn't get out of class until 10, and I would have to wait for Access Paratransit to pick me <sighs> up at 10 p.m. and then take me all the way back home to Long Beach. When was this? How long ago was this? That was for two years I did that during my master's program. Um, but, 
was not online. It was was that 2017? Like how many years ago was that? 2014 to 2016. Do you think now, I'm just curious, if you did that program today, let's say, would they let you do it from home, you think? I wonder. Yeah, I, I wonder. So many people are telling me that everything, like if you wanted to, you can do your master's program through remote. But I think a lot of schools still make you go in person, don't they? I don't know. It's I feel like they do make you go um in, but there are some schools that have complete online programs. Yeah, Mine yeah. just was not set up that way. I see. Now, I love that you got your master's. That's why I'm asking, because I may get it one day. I think it's so cool. Now, you got your master's in what was the official... Degree. Public administration with an mm -hmm. emphasis in leadership. Love that. That is the, that's the kind of degree you need to really work yourself up the ladder, at least in the government world, right? I mean, you can't stay just ordering supplies for people for 30 years, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew right away that I wanted to be in a, a higher role. I needed to get a higher education. Love um, it. So, yeah. And the homeless problem is so bad out there, you know, and I know. So how exactly what are you doing in your job exactly to help out with that problem out there? Well, um, when I first started at LASA, which is my current employer, mm -hmm. I was working in their procurement office. And what we did was um, procure shelters and agencies to provide these services to the homeless individuals oh, yep my current role is more internal to the staff of the okay. company i work in their dei department and so i handle all all of their programming and initiatives cool. internally for the staff okay. and that includes special events about different um identities such as disabled um race yeah intersect them with homelessness and right now a mm. lot of people are not aware a lot of disabled people are displaced and are homeless because of housing and find i mean if you look at disabled individuals mm -hmm. they have a housing boundary and a financial yeah. boundary it's a yeah it's you know we can't move into any any apartment yeah for many people yeah it's incredibly difficult i i know a girl out there who's waiting for an accessible apartment and i don't know when she's going to get one it might take her a while years in some cases right yeah i i know living on my own i had to make my apartments accessible yeah uh, and that's expensive and i'm thankful that i was employed and i could put money toward it mm -hmm. but you know we with, as a disabled individual, I, a lot of apartments are as a, what I like to call walk-ups, no elevators. No, yeah. And you have to pay more for that because an elevator is an amenity now. Mm, whoa. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's classified as an amenity. So I'm not able to stay at the lower priced, you know. Right, you cheap the older buildings. So you have yeah. to go to one of these new buildings and they're going to charge you like $300 more per month probably because it's a nice building. Exactly. That's so important. And I already know rent's really bad out there anyways, isn't it, in California? Yeah, for, for my one bedroom, I and I have it on the low spectrum. Um, okay. I live, in La, I live in Long Beach. But for right. my one bedroom, it's about 1800 And that's, that's good because most one bedrooms are 22 24 That seems a little high. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's pretty much like a lot mm. of people's whole checks go ridiculous. to their rent. And if you're disabled and you're on SSI, right? And they put a cap on how much money you can make, 
and there's a lack of accessible housing, mm -hmm. a lack of housing, period, it's like a double-edged sword. How are you going to, how are you going to thrive? Exactly. Many people just give up. That's the problem. And they do. I know some people have, even with terms of housing, they've considered roommates. Have you ever thought to make ends meet, get a roommate? I've thought about it. I've had roommates before in my 20s, but as I'm older and have more needs, I yeah. don't necessarily, unless it's someone I've known for years, I'm yeah. not going to go on a random site or put out an ad. Um, yeah. To each his own. Some people find great roommates that way. I just don't prefer to do that. Well, yeah. When you have a disability too, you want your own bathroom at least. So you have two yeah. bathrooms, maybe I'll share with you, <laughs> yeah. but that's awesome. I'm so impressed, you know, uh, making that work for yourself out there by yourself, living in your place in Long Beach and stuff. Do you want to buy a home one day? Is that on the, are you planning that? Yeah. yeah. That I would love to buy a home just for the pure fact that I'm tired of hackifying and modifying apartments. Mm -hmm. I would love to be able to have a home and make it mine, make it accessible. But living in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. It might be like you have to be a multimillionaire, it seems sometimes. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I, I've, I've come down to the point that if I want to buy a home, I'm definitely going to have to make well over 200000 which I want to. <laughs> well, you may get there. You definitely may get there. You keep working your butt up over there, maybe because in terms of the government work, you just keep getting like, um, like they kind, you kind of keep working up right. to different positions, right? So that right. could actually happen for you, which is great. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm determined. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely, but I don't feel like the government work is my purpose. I feel like that's a a great stepping stone. But okay, yeah. What's your next goal? Where do you foresee yourself? Mm -hmm. I want to, you know, be my own boss. I want to continue to do speaking engagements. I have a nonprofit that I want to see get off the ground. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's yeah. the name of your, what's the name of your nonprofit? I should ask you that so people can go. Visit. I am abled. I am abled. Okay. Is it I am abled.org then? That kind yeah. of, okay. So what's the purpose of your nonprofit or your mission? Um, well, my mission would be to provide mentoring services, workshops, and seminars, social events for adults with disabilities. Um, because I know as an adult myself, mm -hmm. there's a lot of resources for small children yeah. and elderly. But when you're 18 to like 45, those resources go like this because this they, so don't, they don't they don't consider that that's the time that you're living. That's the time that you you're need making money. Help. Yeah, you need sure. the most help too. Mm -hmm. Because at the older ages and younger ages, you have a community around you that yeah. is there to help support. But when you're an adult, you're just they just kind of throw you out of a cannonball and say, "Here, find it, figure it's it out." Hard. It's yeah. hard. It's really hard. I love that idea. That is a phenomenal idea. I think that more, a lot of young disabled adults in their 20s could super appreciate that because it's not easy finding your way in this world, especially with a disability. So 
Good for you. I love it. So I think we should just button it up here. I think we got plenty of really good info from you and your journey. And I can't wait to see where your foundation ends up. So it's really cool. So thank you so much, Candace. Thank you. I enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, super great. You know, it's always good to share stories. And I think your story will definitely um, inspire a lot of people. I hate using that word, but I think it will. So yeah, thank you and have a great weekend. And I will hopefully we'll chat with you maybe later on in a year or so and see where you're at. Yeah, definitely. Okay, well, super. All right. Thank you. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye.